our fourth week of our worship series focusing on big emotions and the big emotions that we find in the Psalms. Within the book of Psalms, we find hymns and prayers that encompass our entire human experience, from joyful laughter to brokenhearted lament, an awe-inspiring praise to heavy-hearted weeping to God. The Psalms give us a language to share those big emotions with our God. And over the past year, we have experienced plenty of life events that have left us exhausted and raw and hurting. And so for five weeks, we are resting ourselves in the Psalms so that we can remember who God is and that no matter what, we can, we are able and invited to bring our whole and authentic and messy selves to God. This morning's scripture is Psalm 137. Hear and meditate upon these words of scripture. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I no longer remember you. If I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done for us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. May, the God, may God add a blessing to the reading of these holy words. Wow, that is an intense piece of scripture. Then again, the author of this psalm has the right to be angry. He was looking back to the fall of Jerusalem, his holy and beloved city, to the Babylonian empire and its Edomite allies, when the Jewish people were captives, when they were a deported people living in exile in a foreign land. And this psalm tells about when the Jewish people returned to their holy, sacred city to live in its ruins, the ruins of Jerusalem. The memories that they have of humiliation by the Babylonians, it's fresh. And their grief is raw. They had the right to be angry and to share that anger with God. In the first part of the psalm, the author remembers how they were treated by their captors, how they were faithful even in the the face of humiliation, and how they were mocked. And then he goes on to vow his faithfulness 
still, even through all of that, in that moment and then into the future. And then in verse 7, we see the author addressing God. Remember, O Lord. It's as if he's saying, I will never forget this, God. So please don't forget this either. Don't forget what they did to us. Because if God remembers and God shares in their holy indignation, then God might act on their behalf. Against the Edomites who assaulted the temple in Jerusalem, saying, tear it down, tear it down to its foundations. And then against the Babylonians, God might act. The Babylonians who were that great superpower of the day. Then at the end of the psalm, we see this wish. It's this wish of wild and venting emotions, a wish for vengeance growing out of the rawness of the humiliation and the failure and the shame. And the author goes to the extreme. Not only are his offenders going to be paid back, but they're innocent and helpless and vulnerable little ones too. They should be included in this savage retribution. They had the right to be angry. This author had the right to be angry. But even as it's steeped in all of this resentment against their enemies, the, st- the psalm stays within the realm of speech. The psalmist doesn't turn to then acting violently and living these things out. He had every right to be angry at their captors, at what happened to them, what happened to their holy city. They were humiliated. They were mocked for their faith. And so he shares his anger with God. He shares it as a prayer of faith that God is this great equalizer, that God will not let this devastation go unanswered. The psalm here is an expression of trust that God will, God's will does hold and that justice will prevail. And in this psalm, the author shares exactly what he thinks that justice should look like. Because they had every right to be angry. There are so many times in our lives when we have every right to be angry. When we are filled with this same righteous indignation because someone has wronged us. Whether it's an employer or a parent or a child or a sibling or a significant other, a friend or a colleague a societal system, or those people over there. We have a right to be angry, but we don't have the right to act and act out that anger upon someone else in a way that harms that other person. And that's where the challenge comes for us, is feeling these emotions, experiencing them, 
but then acting in an appropriate way. Because while our desire and our hope and our goal is to be like Jesus, to readily forgive those who have wronged us, it's clear that we have not arrived at that goal yet. And this psalm reminds us that when we are experiencing those emotions, then we take them to God in prayer. When we share them with God, it gives us a release. It helps us to understand what is at the root of these emotions so that eventually we will be able to forgive as Jesus forgives. Anger is often seen as this, quote, bad emotion. But really, no emotion is bad. Our emotions have been given to us by God, but it's how we choose to act upon these emotions. That is what can be good or bad. When we share our anger with God, it gives us that outlet so that then we are not tempted as much to to lash out at those around us who we are truly angry at, but we can process it and, and we can bring God's peace into that moment. When we share our deep and our dark secrets with God, because really those feelings are those deep, dark secrets, that, that dark side of our heart. When we share those with God, then they are brought into the light of God's presence. God, the one from whom no secrets are hidden. God knows that we have this within us, that we have this this seething and restless and, and chaotic underside to our shared human existence, and that for every affirmation of well-being beside still waters, as it says in the Psalms, there is also this valley of the shadow of death. And the negative realities of life, they can be brought to God. God wants us to bring them to God. Just as we bring our joyful and our wonderful and our thankful moments that are filled with gratitude. And the psalm, this psalm shows us how we can take all of that that ugly and that unruly underside of our hearts and how we can hand that over to the majesty and and the wisdom of God and have God's help in understanding how to respond, especially in this time when we are exhausted and we are tired and raw and it seems like everything is just going wrong or it's if it's not wrong, it's just not quite right and we're just struggling. And when we bring God into that, and we bring God's wisdom, then we are able to understand how to respond in love and in kindness, but also not forgetting that God's justice will prevail, that God will care for us and will help this world be whole and be righted again. God knows and takes seriously our woundedness. And God acts for us in a freedom that only God can bring. 
each time we participate in Holy Communion, we, we take time to confess to God those things that are, are, are darkening our hearts for God. As I look at the, the picture this morning, for whatever reason, it is very dark right here. I think it's because we're experiencing sun for the first time in I did a long time <laughs> in, in, um, in Ohio. And so the sun has, has made the picture dark this morning. And that's pretty appropriate because we do have this darkness and we have these shadow parts. But before communion, we go to God and we confess those things. We confess our feelings toward other people and how we are struggling and how we are not feeling love towards others. And we confess those to God and say, God, help us. God, forgive us. Take those things off of our hearts and help us to see you clearly. So that then we have room in our hearts to receive God's wholeness and God's grace and God's peace in our hearts that is with us forever. So this morning, as we prepare for Holy Communion, I invite you to listen to the words. I'm going to invite Jenny to come up and read through the liturgy with me. And if you have the liturgy memorized or um, if you have um, a, a hymnal at home, then and please pull it out. Um, and we will begin with the confession and the pardon. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and our praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. God, you formed us in your image you breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You have delivered us from captivity. You have made covenant to be our sovereign God, always with us. And you have spoken to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. Jesus healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. And by the baptism of his suffering and his death and his resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And when the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and the Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread from his table and he gave thanks to you and he broke the bread. And he gave it to the disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. He said, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, in the remembrance of these, your mighty acts, we offer ourselves in praise and in thanksgiving as a holy and a living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Most holy God, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, united wherever we are by your Spirit, Pour out your spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ. Make us one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in his final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Oh God, there is no time in which we have understood these words better than now when we are scattered throughout your world, when we are challenged to be in ministry to your world while we are yet scattered, but knowing that we are united by your spirit, that we are united together and that your table expands beyond this table to each and every person who is joining us now 
through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Because there is one loaf, there is one body, even though we are many. God, may you break us open. Break our hearts open so that we might experience your love. And God, be with us now as we drink of this cup of the new covenant, knowing that this covenant is for us, for each and every one of us, wherever we are, whatever we have done, this is for you. body of Christ broken for you. Amen. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. In the blood of Christ shed for you. Thank you, Jesus. Almighty God, in this time of connecting with one another, in worshiping together online, we are continuously puzzled by how your spirit works across space and time to unite us with one another and with you. And often it feels strange and uncomfortable and we're not sure what we should do. And so God, I ask at this time a special blessing upon those who are abstaining from celebrating this Holy Communion until we are able to be physically together again and partake together again. God, we know that, that your blessing is upon each of us and that you know what is in our hearts and that we simply are striving to do what we feel is right and what you have called us to do. We are so grateful for the, all of the ways that you reach out and offer us grace and we are thankful for the ability to connect with you and to connect with one another through prayer and worship and receiving of this holy sacrament of communion. Knowing that through communion, we receive into ourselves your grace, your love, your forgiveness, your hope, and your peace. You make our hearts 
whole and you renew us. Thank you for this holy mystery, for being so big that we try to grasp just a bit of you and understand just a bit at a time. Grant us that we might go into the world with the strength of your spirit to give ourselves to others in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. Amen. Now, for this, during this time, I invite you to share joys and concerns in the comment section, and Isaac will play for us, Let There Be Peace on Earth. that have been coming through. Um, and also, I do have a few that have come to us before this. Um, Jim McBride is having a complete knee surgery replacement tomorrow, and so we pray for the doctors and, and everyone surrounding him um, and, and healing him. And then also, Malik is on the mend from COVID, and so he will be joining us next week, and we are grateful for Isaac for joining us and jumping in and just being so, just wonderful. <laughs> also, um, we got notification that Joe Holmes passed away peacefully this past week, and so we pray for Ruth and their whole family as, as they mourn his loss and celebrate his wonderful life. Marla asked for healing prayers for her grandpa, Jerry, who had recently had a seizure and chest pains. Um, prayers for Ruth Holmes and her family. And Jenny asked for prayers for George's mom, Edna, who has COVID. 
And please know that um, if I don't see your prayers, that um, we, they will be added to the prayer email. And also, you, if you don't feel comfortable sharing here on Facebook, um, you can also, or if you're joining us from somewhere else in the interwebs, then you can um, go to our website, and in the top right-hand corner, there is a prayer request um, button, and you can send us a request there as well. Uh, Sharon says, thanks for prayers for Beverly G. She is recovering and has such a great attitude. She's an inspiration. Greg says, prayers for all of our four-legged friends. Oh, Dana says, prayers of joy for her mom who got her first round of vaccine. And Stephanie says, prayers for Becky who has recovered from COVID and breast cancer surgery was changed to February 11th. Good. Jen says, prayers of thanks and blessing for our BUMC family, near and far, visiting today and long-standing members. And Gail asks for prayers for those who are suffering with cognitive and emotional problems, along with their caregivers. And prayers for John for healing. Prayers for Rich, who has been in the hospital since April with COVID, and Jill, who is his support person. I do want to share that yesterday morning, um, nine of us gathered as a vision team, and we had a fantastic time, and I was crying tears of joy, um, just remembering the way we used, we, we used to gather, and we will gather again, and in person, and just remembering how beautiful and wonderful this church community is. And, and we came up with a mission statement, and we're working on values, and, and praying, and, and discovering how God is leading us into the future. Amy says, thanks for all um, your prayers for her mother and father-in-law. Both are at home and recovering well from COVID. Wonderful. Jen says, thanks for our worship team and church staff who continue to keep us connected and talking and interacting and singing and reading and loving and all of the things. And then Stephanie asks for prayers for all of us as we begin a new week. It is good that we are able to go to God in prayer. And I, I pray that this time of, of centering ourselves in the Psalms and looking to the Psalms and how the, the authors there prayed has, has given you maybe a freedom to go to God honestly. This morning, I want to begin our prayer time with a prayer by Nicole De Castrique Jones. And it's entitled, A Prayer to Be Grateful When Really You Just Want to Be Hateful. It's a prayer that we, we shared at one of our prayer services, and it's just so appropriate for this speaking about anger today. Let us pray. Confession time, God. Sometimes I just can't even. I don't want to play nice or put up with the unspoken and the unjust rules that hinder the oppression and elevate those in power. My frustration and resentment 
and anger quickly gain fury like a maelstrom. When that happens, I can't see. I can't feel. I can't hear. I can't be. I want to be hateful. It's happening now. I'm a hot mess where in an effort to triage my breaking heart, I'm growing desensitized to the goodness and the blessing of life around me. Help me, please. Renew my senses. Help me connect with my own spirit, with the world and you, so that I can once again be reminded of the wondrous miracle of life itself. Pour your healing and refreshing grace into the churning fire of my frustration. Pour life into these fractured pieces of my soul. Nourish my longing to appreciate all that surrounds me. Resurrect my spirit through the power of gratitude, that through gratitude your creative spirit will connect with mine, bringing life and new possibilities. Lord, this morning we have lifted before you those in our community who are in need of your healing love. And Lord, we also offer up to you our whole broken and hurting and imperfect world. God, those who are battling COVID, those who are mourning the loss of a, a loss of a loved one, those who are struggling with mental illness and addiction. We know that the, the world's needs are great, that our needs are great, but we also know that your love, your wisdom, your power are greater. And we pause now to lift up to you our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Empower us to remain grounded in you, O God, and respond to your world, our world, with compassion and with care. And we pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus, as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I pray that you have felt God's spirit with you wherever you are this morning and that you will take that feeling, that knowledge that God is with you throughout the week, knowing that you are not alone, that you are loved. And please know that you can reach out to me, you can reach out to our church if you are hurting or struggling if you just can't seem to let go of the anger or the worry that you are feeling right now, please reach out. Please 
feel comfortable doing that so that we can be with you and you can know that you are not alone. As we go into this week, may you have the strength to dream, to dream wild dreams of justice and peace and joy that overflows. That you may have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others. May you have the confidence to trust that the God who heard the cries of the Israelites in the wilderness hears your dreams as well. And may you have the conviction to return to this space because we know that our best dreams are those that we dream together. And in the name of God, the original dreamer of Jesus, the dream come true, and the Holy Spirit who enables us to dream, go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.